0: In your
1: ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Oh.
2: Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior.
3: Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video.
2: Michelle is a trans. Uh, I'm sorry, she's a what? A transgender. We all know.
4: And the friend likes to ask the question,
3: are you a boy or a girl? And Mash answers, I'm just a kid. But a kid. But kids can
2: be boys or girls.
3: They can be boys or girls. They. Yeah. Or maybe non binary Yeah. Excuse me, it's ma'am. It is ma'am. I think I need your corporate number because I'm going to talk, call them and talk about how it's misgendered several times
4: in this store. You're not being polite to the pronouns. Because disrespect. It, okay, forget about the disrespect.
2: Facts don't care about your feelings. It turns out that every chromosome, every cell in Caitlyn Jenner's body is male with the exception of some of his sperm cells. You cut that out now or you'll go home in an ambulance. Yeah, that seems mildly inappropriate for a political discussion. There's all
5: these calls here for the International Day of Rage of the Trans People. Men that think they're women and women that think they're men out with sandwich boards with images of rifles saying trans rights or else. And the main trans resistance movement came out and said, the shooter's a victim too, you made him do it when it's a her.
2: One of the things that we saw during the midterm elections is that people don't want their freedoms to be taken. They want us to fight for their freedoms. And so it is shameful. It is disturbing. And uh, our hearts go out to uh, the, those, the trans community as they are
3: under attack right now.
2: In the fight for human rights, we must affirm that trans rights are human rights do not touch him hey, don't hey, touch hey, him
6: hey 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 hey, 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 hey. this hey, guy this guy just shot the old guy right down on the ground there,
0: there is
7: still a lot that we don't know about Monday's horrific and deadly mass shooting at a Nashville Christian school but after police said the suspect was transgender one thing is clear Tennessee's already under siege transgender community is terrified One advocate told NBC News, we are already fearing for our lives. Now it's even worse. The right-wing moral panic over transgender people living their lives or seeking medical care or simply existing obviously predates the Nashville massacre. But some on the right are linking the tragedy to their raging nationwide crusade against transgender people in ways that are just dangerous and frankly evil.
3: Three adults, two nine-year-olds, and one about to turn nine had been shot dead. Moreover, when we advance equality and racial justice and invest in young people, protect the LGBTQ plus uh, uh, individuals, our societies are not only fair, but they're stronger.
5: International Day of Rage and Violence coming up April 1st, and it's an image of a trans person with an AR-15, Nobody's gonna save them. Why? The state isn't getting access to children to sterilize them. They're putting up a little bit of a fight. So the answer is, let's go out and get violent. Notice a pattern? Colorado Springs shooter identifies as non-binary. Denver shooter identified as trans. The Evaldi shooter was into that too. Aberdeen shooter identifies as trans. Nashville shooter identified as trans. Confused, freaked out, whacked out people on major, major, major hormones.
3: For someone who identifies as transgender, however, that's not a problem in their body. Gender identity, all identities, they're in our thoughts. Thoughts and feelings, those are not hardwired, they develop, and they may be factually wrong or factually correct. Uh, the definition of a delusion is a fixed false belief
0: guys you're not protecting a kid by cutting his wiener off you kids you should not have your all right folks find
2: and share that video at band.video and infowars.com it's called biden trans army blitzkrieg a montage of a new form of psychosexual terrorism we're dealing with just just throw it on the pile throw it on the pile of nonsense we have to deal with today and we will stay with us don't go anywhere folks
3: It's Wednesday, April 5th, year of our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow Good
2: morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith, InfoWars.com, band.video. Welcome to the show, folks. It's... um, A lot of bad news today. A lot of bad news today. It's going to be be a recitation of uh, losses that we've taken over the last 24 hours. Got to be honest with you. It's it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. We won't just be talking about domestic politics, mayoral races, Supreme Court decisions, political persecution of a former president, trans-terrorism. It's just... Just all coming down. It's just a hurricane of nonsense that we'll continue to deal with. But we're also going to talk about quite a bit about the international news front. I think we'll do an extended segment with uh, Simon from Florida today, talk about what's going on in the Middle East as the, a lot of stuff is developed there. And we'll cover some of the violence that broke out last night in and around Israel. We also hope to be hearing from uh, a, a couple other special callers. We'll be opening up the calls uh, early today and taking your calls throughout the show. Looking, looking for solutions, <laughs> desperate, desperate call for some sort of feasible idea. We'll talk about it, but um, yeah, I don't. I just it's 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 bad, folks. It's real bad. Yeah, it's real bad, and uh, and we'll get to it. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't wake up this morning feeling hopeless, but sh- man, should we just get it? Let's. I guess let's just get into it. Let's just get into it, shall we? Here it is, your uh, daily dispatch. Here it is, folks. Your daily dispatch for Wednesday, the fifth of April, twenty twenty three. Brandon Johnson wins Chicago mayoral, mayoral race. Cook County Commissioner Brandon Johnson, a paid organizer for the Chicago Teachers Union, will become Chicago's 57th mayor. And yeah, so they got rid of Lori Lightfoot, first mayor of Chicago in decades, to do so poorly that she was not reelected for another term, only to be replaced by somebody potentially worse than her. So, okay. Not sure what the thinking is there, but yeah, he's a pretty extreme progressive who, during the Black Lives Matter insurrection, called for the complete disbanding of the police altogether. He's now the uh, mayor of Chicago, so I guess my message to Chicagoans is, just get out, just get out now, just get out now. There's no safe in your city, my God. Just pretty incredible. Again, former CTU president Jesse Sharkey, who's gone back to teaching ninth grade civics at South Shore High School, says success of a CTU-backed candidate is profoundly gratifying more than a decade after social justice-oriented leaders took over the union. And of course, as we know, you know, the Chicago, the, the social justice warriors took over the Chicago union, and ever since then, the Chicago schools have just done incredibly well. I know, I know you're thinking that just about a week ago, we had a story that over half of the Students in Chicago couldn't do math at grade level, and it's like fifty percent illiteracy. But it's not about it's not about real achievements. It's about social justice. It's about the perception of achievements. It's about rigging the outcome so it looks like the process to get there was a positive one. Just that's just the, so that's the first, you know. Major L that we've taken the last 24 hours on top of, of course, Donald Trump being indicted for 34 felony counts that they don't even list the crime that he committed on the charges. Just complete, just, just all just complete madness. Like, I, I honestly don't even know how to talk about this stuff anymore, but we'll, we'll move on. Janet Protoswiski's Called Janet P., defeats Jan Ke- uh, Dan Kelly in Wisconsin Supreme Court race, flipping control of the court. A Democratic-backed Milwaukee judge won the high-stakes Wisconsin Supreme Court race Tuesday, ensuring liberals will take over the majority control of the court for the first time in 15 years with the fate of the state's abortion ban pending. Another major thing that would be decided by the Supreme Court would be things like voter ID laws. So there's that. Goodbye, Wisconsin, as well. Do we just need a map of America? We just black parts out, just like, all right, that, that part has fallen into the shadow realm now, and it will never return. Oh, look at her. It's, that's, a, that's a face you can trust, isn't it? With the obnoxious neon cat eyeglasses. Oh, Judge Karen is now presiding. And there's been a lot of... Um, Mine are much cooler than that, to be honest with you. (laughs) It's just, again, it's just wild. It's just wild. And, uh, you know, the the number one response I've seen on Twitter about this is a bunch of people who have never talked about it before being mad that nobody's talked about it before. It's kind of weird. It's kind of strange. A whole bunch of conservative commenters being like, oh, everybody ignored this race that we just lost. You can, like, scroll through their Twitter and it's like, well, you've never mentioned it. Who are you mad at? What are you mad at again? Yeah, we got some work to do, folks. We got a lot of work to do. Meanwhile, Justin, uh, Biden administration announces another $2.6 billion in weapons aid to Ukraine. So, hey, at least someone's doing well. At least someone's getting something for nothing. <laughs> it's not the American people. It's not the American citizens, but literally everybody else is is really making bank off what we got going on here. The Department of Defense announces critical new security assistance for Ukraine. It's, cri- it's critical this time, you guys. <laughs> this includes authorization of a presidential drawdown of security assistance with more ammunition for U.S. provided HIMARS, air defense interceptors, and artillery rounds that Ukraine is using to defend itself, as well as anti armor systems, small arms, heavy equipment, transport vehicles, and maintenance support essential to strengthening Ukraine defenders on the battlefield valued at up to $500 million. In addition, We are announcing a significant package of air defense capabilities as well as artillery and tank ammunition, mortar systems, rockets, and anti armor systems using 2.1 billion in Ukraine Security Assistant Initiative funds. (laughs) Yeah, it's just raining money. It's just raining money. Again, we'll just, eh, what is there even to say? Like, what, what is there even to comment on any of this? Just like, Again, we'll, we'll, get into, we'll get more into all of this uh, as we move on through the show. Uh, but in international news here, Al-Aqsa Mosque raid, how a night of worship became a night of Israeli brutality. Palestinian witnesses describe how the beatings and violence Israeli forces meted out on worshipers was far worse than the online footage shows. Footage of heavily armed Israeli soldiers smashing their batons and guns down on cowering Palestinian worshippers in Al-Aqsa's Al-Kibi prayer hall during Ramadan sparked outrage worldwide on Wednesday morning. The reality said Abdullah Jaber, a teenager from Jerusalem who was assaulted in the prayer hall and detained by Israeli forces on Tuesday night, was much, much worse. And here you can see just a little bit of the uh, full-on battle taking place in Al-Aqsa Mosque after Israeli forces literally tore down a wall to break in. Uh, just pretty wild stuff. Of course, Al-Aqsa Mosque is sort of the—it's a, a key geographic location worldwide for uh, the New World Order and their, you know, ultimate plans, as it is the location upon which the Third Temple will be rebuilt from which the world government will be administrated. Uh, Finally, we have this story. Just, just. State of Oregon denies woman's application to adopt based on her Christian faith. So this, this is where we are now. The state of Oregon is denying the application of a woman who wants to adopt because she's Christian and will not agree to support gender transition if the child she adopts ends up becoming trans. This is where the left has planned to take this argument from the start. It's a backdoor way to openly discriminate against people of faith. So you don't want to participate in the LGBT uh, sacraments Uh, I mean, if you're a high school kid, you'll be expelled from the school. If you try to go to the school, you'll be arrested. That happened about a month ago. If you're quietly praying, silently praying in your own mind outside of an abortion clinic, you'll be arrested in the UK. And now if you profess the Christian faith, you will be precluded from the ability to adopt because, well, we're not under a Christian faith anymore, I guess.
5: There is a war for the future happening right now. There is a war that will control my destiny, your destiny. Our children's destinies. And that war is something that we can win, but it takes dedication, it takes commitment. That's why I ask listeners respectfully to go to InfoWarStore.com and buy great products that will enrich and empower your life while keeping us on air at the very same time. Infowarstore.com to get a signed or unsigned copy of my book, The Great Reset and the War for the World. Ultimate Bone Broth, back in stock. Nitric Boost, uh, the amazing CBD oil we have that's the highest quality you're going to find anywhere at more than half off. It's all available at Infowarstore.com. Some of the very best products. And a lot of you have never shopped at Infowarstore. You've been watching for years, you've been listening for years, but you've never taken the step to go to Infowarstore. These are great products that really work and are amazing. Plus, they keep us on air. So again, please take action. Go to InfoWarsStore.com today, and I thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, InfoWars has proven itself the last 28 years to be over the globalist target and having the biggest effect out there against those tyrants. And we fund our operation with viewers and listeners' support while selling you great products at the same time. So on it, thank all the viewers and listeners who have supported us over the years by spreading the word. Praying for the broadcast and buying product. But I really want to encourage those of you that have been on the fence have never actually gone to InfoWarsTore.com to go there and get the great books and films and supplements and survival gear that's there that won't just empower you and enrich your life, but again, will keep this broadcast transmitting. So whether it's real Red Pill Plus or super high quality CBD oil or the 50% off or a great fizzy magnesium product or whether it's down and out, our great sleep bathers back in stock, it's all there. Our turmeric, 95% humanoid, strongest out there, turmeric 95. It's all available at InfowarsStore.com, and it keeps us on the air. So make the decision to enrich your life and keep us on air, InfowarsStore.com.
3: You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
2: way too uplifting. Music's way too uplifting for my mood right now. What is this? Let's play the Mordor theme next time we come in, shall we? (laughs) Feels a little bit more like being in Mordor right now than it does, you know, marching across the fields of Pelennor. Uh, Welcome back, folks. This is the American Journal. We're going to open up the phone lines for your calls nice and early today. And take your calls throughout the show. Again, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's getting bad out there, folks. It's getting real bad out there. Uh, let's start today with, again, what's been the topic of the last several days, which is the just open political persecution of Republicans by uh, Democrats who – it's essentially just a – it's just a thing now. It's just what you – It's just what you do when you get power, you don't respect that power and wield that power with humility, understanding that you've only been given that power in the pursuit of certain obligations that you have to fulfill, but rather it's just a license to use that power to pursue your own ends, you know, regardless of anything else. And that's what we're experiencing here, of course, and it was on display yesterday with Donald Trump getting arrested and having to plead not guilty. He gave a speech last night. We covered it here live on InfoWars. You can find that video at InfoWars.com. But the district attorney, Bragg, gave a little press conference as well. And it was something else, folks. Uh, Let's go to clip number two here. This is D.A. Bragg. Really (laughs) a little bizarre statement for the District Attorney of New York City to make these days. But let's listen and uh, figure out what he's talking about here.
1: Felony crimes in New York State, no matter who you are, we cannot and will not normalize serious criminal conduct. The defendant repeatedly made false statements on New York business records. He also caused others
2: So a couple things. Just a couple things there. <laughs> I, you know, it's just... He says, we will not normalize serious criminal conduct. Well, if everything that Trump has been accused of is true, it does not rise to even really moderately criminal conduct, but serious criminal conduct? Serious criminal... So when, you, when you're at a restaurant and you add your tip but you, you, you add it incorrectly. And so when you fill out the total, it's, it's a little bit off between the, the tip and the charge and then the, what your total is. Like, that's serious criminal conduct to DA Bragg. However, uh, if you're out there, I don't know, kicking people onto rail, uh, you know, subway tracks or beating strangers in the head with an iron bar, I mean, then you'll be out right away. I mean, that's being normalized. The actual serious crimes are being normalized. Because they're devoting inordinate amount of time and resources to charging extremely minor political crimes from national figures in what should be federal cases. I mean, it's just all of this is it's just utter nonsense. Again, I don't know, you know, how do you how do you talk about this when it's just so blatant and obvious? It's not like we have to sit here and explain why all of this is wrong. It's just it's in your face. It's right there. If you can't see it, I I don't know what to tell you how ridiculous all of this is. So we'll just show you. We'll just keep going. Uh, Here is another – here's a question that was posed to D.A. Bragg during this press conference that he had. Uh, Clip number six here about, uh, you know, something missing from the indictment. Or is there something missing from the whole, uh, you know, charging document? That Donald Trump was arraigned on, and that is the uh, specific crime that he's accused of committing. Yeah, no, seriously, they they didn't list the crime. So uh, let's watch clip number six now. Mr. Bragg, indictment says
7: that there were 34 false uh, business um, um, records. And they were done to conceal another crime, but the indictment does not
1: specifically say
7: what those crimes were. We are assuming, perhaps, that they might be election-related. I'm wondering if you can specify what laws were also Right. Sure.
1: So let me let me say as an initial matter that the indictment doesn't specify it because the law does not so require. Uh, in my remarks, I mentioned a couple of laws, which I will highlight uh, again now. Uh, the, the, the first is New York State election law which makes it a crime uh, to conspire to promote a candidacy by unlawful means. Uh, I further indicated a a number of unlawful means, including more additional false statements, including statements that were planned to be made to tax authorities. Uh, I also noted the federal election law cap on contribution uh, limits. But
7: why weren't there
6: those crimes charged? Um, to
1: be charged with those crimes? Well, we, we – I'm not going to go into our deliberate process on what was brought. The charges that were brought were the ones that were brought. The evidence in the law uh, is, is the basis for those decisions. Uh,
2: again, I'm, I'm honestly just baffled by this. From the document introduction, the defendant, Donald J. Trump, repeatedly and fraudulently falsified New York business records to conceal criminal conduct that hid damaging information from the voting public during the 2016 uh, presidential election. But what – but they don't say what the damaging information is. They don't say what the criminal conduct is. They're just like, "No, trust us. No trust us." It definitely happened. Because if it, if there is no criminal conduct that they can point to, then this would be a very minor misdemeanor, and the statutes of limitations would have expired, like none. And it, I mean, he just said that it was a, it was criminal because he planned to make statements that were false. I mean I heard that correctly right? He said they they planned to make statements to the tax authorities. Did they did they make the statements though? Like what honestly I'm just I'm 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 just very confused here. I'm just very confused, you know. It's like it's like we're here strategizing over a, a game of Monopoly. And the people that are on the other side are just making up rules. So it's like, how are you supposed to strategize? How are you supposed to be like, all right, if they do this, we do this. And if this happens here, this happens here, when they're just like, Oh, if I roll a double threes, that means I get to take your hotel from this and put it over here. That's the new rule now. And it's just like okay, so I guess we're just I guess you're just cheating. I guess you're just cheating and there are no rules. There is no strategy to, you know, combat. It's just it's just whatever you want to do. It's you're just doing it. It continues. From August fifteen uh, August twenty fifteen to December twenty seventeen, the defendant orchestrated a scheme with others to influence the twenty sixteen presidential election by identifying and purchasing negative information about him to suppress its publication and benefits the descendant the defendant's electoral prospects. So apparently he's being charged with like illegal campaign contributions out of his like I'm, I'm honestly just baffled by this I'm honestly like just so confused By what they're even Accusing Donald Trump of at how they're justifying this I mean It shouldn't be hard to figure out What a crime that's committed is Crime's committed you should be able to say He stole that money from him He hit him with a car Like it should be simple It's not because it's not real
5: Ladies and gentlemen, this book, The Great Reset and the War for the World, is a historic book that documents the globalists in their own words planned for our future. That is a hellish future. Now, you'll be always, while they still allow books, I guess they're starting to ban them, be able to get an unsigned copy of The Great Reset and the War for the World at bookstores, Amazon, or Infowarshore.com. But you will never be able to get another signed copy of the book after the signed copies we got Or unsigned copies. But I want to encourage all of you who haven't yet to go to infowarsstore.com and get a signed copy and buy a couple of unsigned copies and donate to the library or give them to the local school. This is an InfoWar. I'm counting on you and thank you for your support. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news. Today.
2: Oh yeah, much more appropriate. Now, much more in spirit with you know in keeping with the spirit of the of the modern America we live in now. Just imagine tranny's twerking to this music and I think we've we've hit it on the head. <laughs> Welcome to Mordor, ladies and gentlemen. Ain't nothing but orcs. You know, we'll keep we'll keep going a little bit on this uh, indictment of Donald Trump from yesterday because there's you know still more to unpack there but there's so much more going on like I really can't <laughs> here they are <laughs> yeah 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 No, I'm glad I'm no, I'm glad that we have things that, that reflect what I see when I look around the world today. Like, you got, you got Christians being denied adoption because they're Christian. It's a new thing that's happening in the world today. You've got France dispersing migrants from Paris to the countryside, actually paying them to uh, stay there forever ahead of uh, the Rugby World Cup in 2024 Summer Olympics. So you're welcome, French countryside. You've as classic novel. This is from New York Times. As classic novels get revised for today's readers, a debate about where to draw the line. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Agatha Christie, Roald Dahl, James Bond uh, books by Ian Fleming—they're uh, all being completely rewritten to comport with today's sensitivities. Okay, all right. So it's full 1984 then. Full, full on, just the past must be rewritten. There is only the interminable present. Okay, great. Wonderful. Violent assaults surge across New York City as officials exhaust resources on Trump. Felony assaults on New Yorkers are continuing to rise across New York City, specifically in the boroughs of Manhattan, and uh, as Manhattan... In the borough of Manhattan as Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg exhausts city resources on a 34-count felony case against former President Donald Trump. In 2022, violent crime in New York City rose 23% with more than 126,500 arrests made for murder and non-negligent manslaughter, robbery, felony assault, rape, burglary, grand larceny, grand larceny uh, auto, the seven major crime categories felony assaults, often random attacks on New Yorkers by career criminals with extensive rap sheets, totaled more than 26,000 last year. This represents a 60% increase from 2008 when felony assaults were at a significant low. Even compared to recent prior years, felony assaults in 2022 were way up. For example, felony assaults rose 14% in 2022 compared to 2021, 27% compared to 2020, 26% compared to 2019, 29% compared to 2018, and 30% compared to 2017. So up 30% in five years. Last year's surge in felony assaults on New Yorkers is continuing into this year, of course, as a direct consequence of the reimagining of justice in that city. See, they're reimagining justice into something entirely different. They're reimagining the justice system as something that is there to provide for the you know, attainment of justice from people who have been unfairly targeted for criminal activity into a tool for the Democrats to destroy their political opponents. They're reimagining the whole damn thing, and it really is something else. Again, I'm I, I poured over this stuff. I'm trying to figure out what it is, even that, a- allowed this. All of these charges to go forward. It is it is baffling. It, it it really is something else. Like when it comes to people like Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton, you can pretty much just point to exactly what happened, right? So you got like Hillary Clinton, Secretary of State presides over a total breakdown of security in Libya where a U.S. ambassador is brutally murdered under her watch while, of course, transporting illegal weapons to fund and carry out a proxy war in Syria on behalf of Israel. But that's not even the point I'm talking about. It's pretty simple, right? They're like, oh, this really bad thing happened. We want to investigate it. Preserve your records. And in response, she destroys her hard drives with a hammer and completely wipes her illegal email server so the investigation cannot be carried out because she openly destroyed evidence after she had it had been subpoenaed. It is not that complicated, right? I don't need to explain to you why that's illegal or the intricacies of it. I don't have to just like throw a bunch of numbers at you to try to make it sound like this is big it's just a crime. It's just here's how she broke the law and then of course the response to that was James Comey giving a speech on television about how she did break the law, definitely. Definitely the law was broken, there's no denying that. But we like her, so we're not going to charge her. You're welcome, America. So, when it comes to Donald Trump, there is no simply explaining what exactly happened and what exactly he did. And it it really is baffling, because you've got articles that talk about, that call it like an illegal campaign contribution, but it was the campaign... Paying money—it it just it, none of it, none of it makes any damn sense. I'm I'm really trying to uh, wrap my mind around how not only this has actually, you know, made its way to the indictment, but he's now potentially facing a maximum of 136 years in prison over these sham charges. For what again? For mislabeling? For mislabeling a? payment that he made uh, is it and it, so it's tax fraud is it tax fraud is it a campaign contribution if it's a campaign thing then how could it have affected the campaign if the payments were made in 2017 he was already president by then just none of it is is anything like again how do you even how do you even talk about how do you even do this from Postmillennial, Bragg claims Trump's alleged Alleged 130000 payment to Michael Cohen was an illegal campaign contribution. So the candidate paid somebody else, and that's a campaign contribution, somehow. Or or rather, it's because, you know, according to that <laughs> weird, that other uh, excerpt we were reading, it has something to do with Legal services that weren't really legal. Sir, I mean, all, just all of it. All of it is just complete nonsense. We're, we're going to move on to other stuff because, again, I can't even, I can't even explain how empty this entire thing is. I mean, it sh- it should be embarrassing. And again, it's it's not even that they would do this. Like so many things these days, it's the fact that everybody in America seems okay with it like it's one thing if like you know you got black lives matter burning down a city it's like well they're crazy rioters of course they're going to burn down a city but then to see CNN standing in front of the flames and saying it was peaceful and then to see other people be like uh that was a totally peaceful protest and like everybody like everybody you talk to that's not an info warrior that's not like actually seeking out stuff they're all just like in favor of it and well there's like yeah they burned down the city good they should because, you know, percentages of of crime rates. It's just like, what do you – so, you know, it's not even that the Democrats would use their power to go after a, a opponent. It's that all the normal people are, like, cheering it on. Like, they're all just ready for this. They're all just ready to just – they're just sick of, of having to, you know, actually make arguments. They're sick of having to actually, you know tr- – Win against an opponent they are just ready to move on to the next phase in which the democratic control system just starts charging political opponents just starts throwing them in jail people are talking about you know uh, Donald Trump Jr. posted the fact that the judge in this case is like deeply connected to democrat politics and they're just like arrest Donald Trump Jr. I've seen calls all over the all over Twitter of people calling to arrest on Jr. now, because why not? The floodgate is open.
5: They decided to not perp walking, not put him in handcuffs, not do a mugshot, because they knew that that would help Trump. Didn't they know this would backfire? We were waiting for the mugshot. We learned today they wouldn't have it, so we've made our own. And it says political prisoner with an image of President Trump. The shirt is being printed now in Texas. It'll be shipping out to you in one week. Political prisoner with Trump on the front there in a mugshot jail background. It's a fundraiser shirt. It says InfoWars.com on the back of the shirt. We also have Alex Jones for president. No, I'm not running for president. It's a really nice navy blue, high-quality shirt, red, white, and blue. Alex Jones for president. 2024, it's a fun conversational piece and a limited edition shirt. Great way to fund the operation. So get your shows for president and trump mugshot shirts at infowarstore.com or by calling toll free I have been in a 28 year marathon battle with the globalist I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics not just in America but in the world We are engaging the globalists at Point Blank Range in the information war but I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason you've had the success we're having now. The greatest victories in the fight against the New World Order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon, and that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you, I thank you, and I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and this grief is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you
2: all.
3: You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
2: Again, we just, I'll read you a New York Times article that explains explain exactly why I'm just, like, utterly baffled by all of this. Because they are, too. Because they're baffled, too. Like, even the people that are in favor of this are like, we're not really sure what's going on, but it's our enemy, so do what you have to. Like, the, it's it's crazy. It is. It really is just absolutely insane as you read through this. How, like, even the New York Times article is just like... He's charging him on this, which actually doesn't apply. And he's charging him on this, which he actually doesn't have uh, the authority to charge him on. And he's charging him on this, which is a novel legal theory that we've never heard before. It's like, so you're admitting this is just blatant, just making crap up to charge Donald Trump and just bending the law wherever you see fit. You're admitting that. You get that that's what they're doing. And I'll show you the article in just a second. But first I want to go to clip number eight here. Trump's legal team uh, spoke to the press yesterday on the unsealing of the records showing that the rule of law has uh, utterly died in this country. Let's watch.
0: When you say what his reaction was, what do you expect his reaction was? I mean, his reaction, his reaction was what exactly what would happen if it happened to anybody that I'm looking at now or anybody that's hearing what you're saying. Um, he's hes frustrated, he's upset, but I'll tell you what, he's motivated and it's not going to stop him and it's not going to slow him down and it's, it's exactly what he expected and so to that extent, there's no surprise, but he's also, he's also, he's also upset and frustrated and disappointed and mad that this what happened.
4: What about the warnings
7: against his rhetoric on what was the What,
0: there was not a warning. What do you, what do you mean?
4: From, from the judge, talking about- The judge the did not warn, the, the,
0: the, the district attorney made a statement. Um, addressing what they perceived to be, um, I'm not sure what the words they use, inappropriate rhetoric of some sort. Um, the, obviously, we responded, and the judge just took it in. The judge didn't warn. He asked the parties to, to consider what they're saying and not saying. Guys, he did not is, admonish the president. There was no He that the president not use language that would incite violence or civil unrest. He did not request that the, that the president not use language. He requested that any Everybody involved refrain from using language that's inappropriate. Talk and by the way, that includes that includes the witnesses, the witnesses for the people um, who are talking just as much as the president.
4: The former president swinging a baseball bat at the head of the Manhattan DA.
6: Well, I don't know where you got that because if that you... That was a tweet that was, by the former president. Th- no, it wasn't. Tweet. And first of all, first of all, first of all, that picture was not swinging a baseball bat. I mean, if you want to distort the facts, go right ahead. I will to address that. Yes, it is. He wasn't swinging a baseball bat at Anyone's head. That was a picture of him showing off an American made bat. Someone else put a picture of the district attorney next to him and in an article posted that. That's not his article, it's not his photos. It's not using
1: language that incites. Guys, here's what we're gonna talk about today. Here's what we're
6: gonna talk about today. We're gonna to talk, to talk about the insufficiency of this case. And I will say this to you: today's unsealing of this indictment shows that the rule of law died in this country. Because while everyone is not above the law, no one's below it either. And if this man's name was not Donald J. Trump. There is no scenario. We'd all be here today. Please understand that based on these charges. What are
2: we going well, to get hot tonight when he speaks? When? Tonight. Uh, yeah, 8 o'clock. What are we, we going well, like to I don't know. In. You'll hear it. You should tune in. All right. All right. We so we, we, can, we can take that down. So again, I guess there was something about like yeah, the judge judges being like, hey, let's uh, tone down the rhetoric. And they're just like, oh, "When, when the tr- when the judge told Donald Trump to stop threatening him how did that make him feel it's just like they're just making crap up it's so it's so wild and of course this is again sort of another one of these things it goes back to what we were talking about yesterday with you know where it's like uh, if you question the election that means you're a terrorist because other people you know may want to do violence because they their vote doesn't matter anymore and we don't live in a democracy anymore and if you point that out then it's your fault and you're the one and they did it with the Uh, southern border earlier this year, right? If you talk about how the southern border is open, really it's your fault that it's open. So you're the one to blame for the crisis if you talk about how there's a crisis. Like, it's this very bizarre alchemy that goes on in their head, where if you go, hey, you know, this judge is extremely politically aligned with the Democrats. He's a Democrat donor and has been for a long time. His daughter is employed by the current administration or she was employed by the current administration, that's in office right now, the Democrats, and they're just like, wow, you're calling for violence against her. So, again, if you point out the politicization, the, the you know, political influence of the people who are weaponizing the judiciary against you, it's your fault. It's your fault for pointing that out. You're, you're inciting violence against them by pointing out that they're corrupt. And this is, this is the picture they're talking about, I guess. <laughs> what? It's, a, it's a, literally a National File article. Of him holding a bat. And they're like, you threatened to hit him in the head with a bat. Why would you do that? Okay. just Incredible. Uh, Alvin Bragg wants Trump trial in January 2024 during the Republican primary. <laughs> yeah, just hold off for 12 months. 10 months to get it. I mean, just again, these people. That's the story from uh, Infowars.com. Trump could face maximum of 136 years in prison over sham charges. It's from Gateway Pundit. Brad claims Trump's alleged $130,000 payment to Michael Cohen was an illegal campaign contribution. Again, it's just like, how can campaign giving money out be an illegal contribution to the campaign? It's just, it's all nonsense. Judge tells Trump to refrain from making statements that are likely to incite violence and civil unrest. You know, anything that might make the American people mad, it'll be illegal to, you know, anything that will make the american people distrust or have anger towards their government no no that's illegal right there's no there's no first amendment anymore there's no talking about the inadequacies or corruption of your government or else people will not like the government and that's illegal so can't do that incitement to violence right because clearly you know as we've been told over and over and over relentlessly without any proof it's the republicans that are the biggest terror threat in this country I mean, sure, Democrats are the ones, you know, running over Christmas parades in their cars and smashing their cars into, you know, voter registration tents that are filled with Republicans and taking pipe bombs to January 6th protests and trying to break into the Supreme Court justices house to assassinate them and also just straight up murdering some of the representatives like happened multiple times In just this year. I mean, sure, most all and all of those 100% of those were all leftist violence against Republicans. And yeah, I know there was that one time that a guy threw two unopened beer cans at Ted Cruz from like 50 yards away and could have seriously injured or killed him. And he wasn't actually charged with anything. He was let out without even so much as a slap on the wrist, despite a deadly assault against a sitting member of Congress. And that, again, was a Republican or Republican being attacked by a liberal. But they just keep telling us that it's the Republicans that are the dangerous ones. So if Republicans complain, that is therefore incitement to violence because of the violence because of the violence that they keep making up that Republicans do. I mean, this is the madness that we're dealing with, and it's it is beyond description. So the New York Times article says a surprise accusation bolsters a risky case against Trump. And it just goes through how, like, none of the charges make sense at all. I mean, it admits it in this New York Times article. The indictment lists 34 counts of bookkeeping fraud. Whoa, whoa, bookkeeping fraud. How will the republic survive? Related to Mr. Trump's re- reimbursement in 2017 to Michael Cohen, his former lawyer and fixer, just before the 2016 election, Mr. Cohen made a hush money payment to Stormy Daniels, who said she and Mr. Trump had an extramarital affair. Okay, great. So Michael Cohen made a payment and now... There's uh, there's some sort of bookkeeping error that they didn't talk about and now, it's, now the republic has to be over now we have to indict our political opponents because, because of that, I guess uh, for various business records concerning those payments to Mr. Cohen, an accompanied statement of facts said, falsely characterized them as being for legal services so he paid a lawyer and denoted those care- payments as legal services and that's illegal, I guess Book keep- bookkeeping fraud is normally a misdemeanor. For it to rise to a felony, prosecutors must show that a defendant intended to commit a crime, aid, or conceal a second crime, raising the question of what other crime Mr. Bragg would contend is involved. Again, this, this isn't how this is supposed to happen. This is supposed to be like, like, it's supposed to be like an addition to a crime, right? It's supposed to be like you, you murdered somebody and then you, you know, kept cashing their social security check to cover up the fact that they were dead. You know, so it's like, okay, the real crime is the murder that you committed. And then you committed this other crime to cover up that murder. But this is they're charging for the cover up. But don't even tell you what the crime is like this. It's insane. It is absolutely baseless. It's wild that this is going on and that even The New York Times is like they can't even come up with why this is good or okay. Like they just are admitting on Tuesday, Mr. Bragg suggested that prosecutors are putting forward multiple theories for a second crime. Yeah, they'll figure one out. (laughs) Why not? There's, there's got to be something we can come up with. Multiple theories for the second crime, potentially giving judges and jurors alternative routes to finding that bookkeeping fraud was a felony. So it's like, at the most, a misdemeanor, but they're like, but you can come up with something to make it a felony. I'm sure. That's New York Times saying this. This is how utterly baseless this is. They talk about it as a matter of substance. It's not really a, a crime. As a matter of a legal process... It's it's completely untenable and ridiculous I'll continue with this story on the other side I'm just going to read this New York Times story verbatim And it just tells you that like None of this makes any sense None of these charges are legitimate And they don't even try to make the argument that they are this is where we are now. Ladies and gentlemen,
5: InfoWars has proven itself the last 28 years to be over the globalist target and having the biggest effect out there against those tyrants. And we fund our operation with viewers and listeners' support while selling you great products at the same time. So I want to thank all the viewers and listeners who have supported us over the years by spreading the word, praying for the broadcast, and buying product. But I really want to encourage those of you that have been on the fence, that have never actually gone to InfoWarsStore.com, to go there. And get the great books and films and supplements and survival gear that's there that won't just empower you and enrich your life, but again, will keep this broadcast transmitting. So whether it's Real Red Pill Plus or our super high-quality CBD oil or the 50% off or our great magnesium product or whether it's Down and Out our great Sleep Bay that's back in stock, it's all there. Our Turmeric 95% Humanoid, strongest out there, Turmeric 95 It's all available at InfoWorksStore.com. And it keeps us on the air. So make the decision to enrich your life and keep us on air. InfoWareStore.com
3: You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith.
2: I'm, I'm completely serious, folks. This New York Times article, th- there is no redeeming aspect. It's not like, well, we're on a little bit of shaky ground over here, but this is rock solid. And... Well, while the charges may be, you know, not proven yet, if they were to be proved, it would be a big deal. Like, there's none of that. It's just a list of how everybody and every expert points to this and goes, there's like a million reasons why this makes no damn sense whatsoever. Like, not even a little bit. Okay? So, it's uh, bookkeeping fraud. (laughs) Well, Oh, oh, bookkeeping fraud. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, not bookkeeping fraud. (laughs) Which, by the way, like. What, what happened wasn't there like a half million dollar payment uh, the Clinton administration, something about a steel dossier uh, something about getting charged for that I, I feel like I remember something about this happening to a much greater degree in a way that affected not only national security but you know uh, destroyed the ability of our government to function for several years and and uh, pleading guilty to that. I guess something about that uh, strikes me in the mirror I don 't know maybe we'll look that up later. Again the indictment listed uh, 34 counts of uh, bookkeeping fraud, oh dear, uh, because Michael Cohen paid money to Stormy Daniels. So, okay? But bookkeeping fraud is a misdemeanor, so shouldn't have been charged, but it sh- could be rise to a felony if there's another crime uh, that it was used it was being used to cover up, but there was no other crime that was being used to cover up because the the affair of Stormy Daniels wasn't a cover up. The payoff of Stormy Daniels wasn't illegal i mean none of this was illegal there was no underlying crime but and they point that out in this article over and over on tuesday mr bragg suggested the prosecutors are putting forward multiple theories yeah why not why not just uh when i say yesterday throw, throw the book at trump and see what sticks potentially giving judges and jurors alternative routes to finding that bookkeeping fraud was a felony like it's not a felony it's a misdemeanor but here's like a bunch of excuses you can use to call it a felony as a matter of substance, it's ambiguous whether paying off a mistress owes a campaign expenditure or a personal one. Okay, so it's ambiguous as a matter of substance. a As a matter of legal process, to cite federal law, raises the untested question of whether a state prosecutor can invoke a federal crime, even though he lacks jurisdiction to charge that crime himself. Still, Article 175 does not say that the second intended crime must be a state law offense, to cite state law raises the questions of why New York election laws would apply to a federal election, a presidential election, which is governed by federal laws that generally supersede state laws. Right? So, so how many reasons for this being nonsense is it? It's a misdemeanor. They don't have a underlying crime to up update it to a felony. They don't. They can't even say whether paying off the mistress was a campaign expenditure or a personal one. It's. You know, he's a state prosecutor and he's invoking a federal crime and he's also invoking state election rules for a federal presidential election. So what is that? Five? Five different ways that this makes no damn sense whatsoever and we're halfway through the article. Mr. Bragg pointed to both state and federal election law. He cited a New York state election law that makes it a misdemeanor to conspire to promote a, a candidacy by unlawful means, but did not explain why the law would apply to a presidential election. He also described a federal cap on c- uh, campaign contributions without indicating why he had the authority to invoke a crime he could not himself charge. Okay, so six seven reasons why this makes no sense. Uh, here's an eighth reason. How is a campaign paying money an illegal campaign contribution? Again, just madness across the board. His wording was ambiguous in places. At one point, he seemed to suggest that a planned false statement to New York tax authorities was just an example of the ways by which Mr. Trump and Mr. Cohen purportedly violated state law against conspiring to promote a candidate through unlawful means. Again, there's nothing unlawful about paying off somebody who's like extorting you or blackmailing you for a negative story that may or may not even be true as we have signed documents by both stormy daniels and michael cohen that none of this ever happened like it's just baseless doesn't even scratch the surface on what this is it's also a crime to submit false information to state government at another point mr bragg seemed to put forward an alleged plan to lie to tax authorities an intention to say mr cohen had earned income for legal service so again Now they're now they're just looking into the future and they're saying, well, but he intended to potentially consider doing something that is maybe a misdemeanor in a different jurisdiction. So we got him, folks. We got him. The walls have closed in on.
3: You're listening to The American Journal with your host,
2: Harrison Smith. Second hour has begun here on American Journal. we'll, We'll move on from this, but it just, the levels of insanity that we're dealing with. Where even the media that is in favor of what's happening can't tell you why. Can't tell you that this is legitimate in any regard. It falls apart at every level. And then on top of that, they're like, if you point out how this case is, nonsense and that we're all super biased against you and also ran on the idea that we were going to prosecute you which again is just insane it is completely demented that we live in a world where a da could just be like i'm gonna if you elect me i will prosecute your political enemies and a people vote for him like that's this is where we are now and b you don't even point to a crime that they committed it doesn't matter anymore i guess (laughs) <laughs> and it just keeps going. I'm not even done with this this article, right? So now they're into the speculation, the minority report, a uh, pre-crime segment of the nonsense. It's also a crime to submit false information to a state government. Mr. Bragg seemed to put forward an alleged plan to lie to tax authorities. <laughs> so he didn't lie to tax authorities. He may have planned to, but he's he's alleged to have planned to eventually, maybe one day, lie to tax authorities about something that wasn't a crime. (laughs) Okay, so charge the ex-president. So charge the ex-president with this. Okay, great. An intention to say Mr. Cohen has earned an income for legal services performed in 2017 to launder what was in reality a repayment as a standalone offense. So... Apparently there was an alleged plan to have an intention to lie to tax authorities that said Mr. Cohen earned income for legal services when really he was being paid back for legal services in 2017 after the presidential election had been won. And this represents an illegal election. So, okay, so Trump himself what wasn't was intending to lie about a payment he or his campaign made to Michael Cohen after he was president and this somehow becomes an illegal campaign contribution to the president while he was still running for office i mean again am i mi- am i missing something here i'm I'm just reading the article it just make it just there's no there's no justification here in addition to covering up campaign finance crimes committed in 2016, Mr. Bragg said, quote, "To get Michael Cohen his money back, they planned one false statement. so oh they pl- oh they planned a false statement. <laughs> in order to <laughs> I mean, in order to complete the scheme, they planned to mischaracterize the repayments to Mr. Cohen as income to the New York State tax authorities. Uh, okay. Would it not be in Like what? Would it not be income? if he's being repaid something, if it's coming in? I, again, I, I don't know. We'll open up the phone lines. Maybe people can, maybe a legal, legal scholar out there can explain to me how stuff that doesn't make any sense actually does. Like maybe you can lie to me like that. Just wild. Uh, The prosecutor Christopher Conroy in the courtroom accused Mr. Trump of causing the Trump organization to create a series of false business records, adding that he even mischaracterized for tax purposes the true nature of the payment. Yeah, He called it a legal expense because he was paying a lawyer. And I'm sure it was Trump, too. I'm sure Trump is sitting there with his uh, Excel spreadsheet open, you know, filling out his own taxes while he's president of the United States. Just again, what am I even supposed to say about this? The prosecutor cited the possibility of planned false statements on tax filings. It struck some legal specialists as particularly significant, given the speculation over how bookkeeping fraud charges would rise to felonies. The reference to false tax filings may save the case from legal challenges that may arise if the felony charges are predicated only on federal and state election laws, said Ryan Goodman, a law professor at New York University. Indeed, a range of election law specialists on Tuesday expressed fresh doubt about whether Mr. Bragg could successfully use campaign finance laws alone to elevate the bookkeeping fraud charges to felonies. Among those skeptics were Richard L. Hasen, uh, a University of California at Los Angeles legal scholar, and Benjamin L. Ginsburg, a longtime election lawyer and Republican for the Republican Party and a critic of Mr. Trump. Even with the additional claim about intended false statements to tax authorities, Robert Kellner, the chairman of the election and political law practice group at the firm Covington & Burling, remained uncertain that it would show an intent to commit another crime. So the New York Times, you know, long story short, the New York Times just literally admits that none of this makes any damn sense whatsoever. And they're banking it all on the guilty plea from Michael Cohen from like years ago, even with the addition of um, local wait, it, a local prosecutors seemed to be relying in part on a bank shot, emplo- exploiting Michael Cohen's guilty plea in federal campaign finance case. But there were serious questions about the legal basis for the case against Cohen, making a dubious, making uh, that a dubious foundation for a case against the former president. Prosecutors also vaguely alluded to steps taken to violate tax laws, but they say little to establish what that might mean. Still, Mr. Bragg emphasized that at this stage, prosecutors did not need to go into detail about what other crimes they mis—they believed Mr. President, uh, Mr. Trump intended to commit. Yeah, we don't need to tell you. Nah, just trust us. No, it was definitely a crime. It was definitely a very complicated crime. So you can just zoom out from this. Just zoom out. Just look at this like like an alien would look at it. And it's just like, okay, so the president of the United States was blackmailed by potentially a former lover for $130,000 to cover up bad press. Like a story that she was going to leak or take to the press and she demanded payment to not do that. His lawyer apparently paid her off And then he paid back his lawyer and he labeled it legal expenses. Like that's what actually happened. That's just what occurred. And they can't even tell you where the crime is. They can't even explain to you how any step of that is even a misdemeanor and yet they're calling it 34 felonies. I mean, and then the, the DA is just like, we're charging him with a crime, but we don't have to tell you what the crime is. I mean, sure, that is an obvious and blatant violation of his Sixth Amendment, but so? So what? We're doing it anyway. We're just going to do it. He will eventually have to show his hand. Barry Caymans, uh, a retired New York Supreme Court judge who is now in private practice, said the next, next phase of the case would require prosecutors to divulge more. What's going to happen now is that the prosecutors are obligated to disclose disclose things in Discovery, he said. Defense counsel will learn in Discovery the nature of election laws violation, the tax issues that were raised by Mr. Bragg in his statement of facts. Remember the uh, election laws that Mr. Bragg does not have the jurisdiction to actually charge. So what is happening here? I know we're spending a lot of time on this, but it's like it's necessary to just so thoroughly – get into the, all of the various ways that this is just clearly a politicization I'm just going to stop using that word a just complete corruption of the judicial the judicial process and the, head, yeah, the headline of this article is, this is a surprise accusation bolsters a risky case against Trump so there's just nothing in the article that corresponds to that headline whatsoever <laughs> and basically it's just a list of why none of this makes any sense. Speculation about potential lies that could be used to cover up what isn't technically a crime, but could be pursued as one if the bookkeeping label was wrong. All right, we'll open up the lines for your uh, phone calls. I do want to implore you to go to infowarstore.com to uh, keep us on the air and keep us actually asking these questions and reading the mainstream media and trying to get to the bottom of the swill they're selling to the American people. You get 40% off DNA Force Plus and 40% off red, Real Red Pill Plus right now at InfoWarsStore.com plus 25% off Dr. Jones' Natural and still, if you haven't tried the turmeric toothpaste, the introductory price is available for just twelve ninety five. dollars 95 InfoWarsStore.com. Keep us on the air. Get your supplements. DNA Force Plus is... It's one of the more expensive supplements, but that means 40% off is a massive discount. So go there now to get that incredible product at an incredible price.
5: You want to beat the New World Order? You want to stop their globalist agenda? Well, so do I. And I've been the most effective individual in the fight against the globalist. And I've got their number, and I know how to bring them down. But ladies and gentlemen, I can't do it without your support. And the good news is we're only under about $200,000 a month bad news is the enemy is intensifying their attacks on every front, but I'm not going to back down and I'll never give up, but I could give out. So please keep me on the field. Keep me on the front lines against the enemy while getting great products at the same time that will empower you and your family. Infowarsstore.com for the best supplements and more, or just make a straight donation. Big red banner at the top of Infowarsstore.com, and that way all the money goes towards the fight, not part of it going towards product cost. But I thank you all for your support. Please commit now to go to Infowarsstore.com and get great products and make donations. I thank you for your support. Now take action. The globalists are counting on you not taking action. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globals bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements. Our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at m
3: You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
2: You know, you don't even need to compare what happened, what's happening to Donald Trump to anything else. But it does help illustrate just how fabricated all this is. You can just go back to around this time last year, March 31st, 2022, DNC Clinton campaign agreed to steal dossier funding fine. Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign and the Democratic National Committee have agreed to pay $113,000 to settle a Federal Election Commission investigation into whether they in, uh, violated campaign finance laws by misreporting spending on research that eventually became the infamous Steele dossier. That's according to the document sent Tuesday to the Coolidge Reagan Foundation, which had filed an administrative complaint in 2018 accusing the Democrats of misreporting payments made to a law firm during the 2016 campaign to obscure the uh, spending. The Clinton campaign hired Perkins Coie, which then hired Fusion GPS, a research and intelligence firm, to conduct opposition research on Republican candidate Donald Trump's ties to Russia. But on FEC forms, the Clinton campaign classified the spending as legal services. Almost exactly the same thing, except in this case, except in this case, it was to falsify research that was then leaked to the press by the FBI in order to justify a Pfizer warrant that they got, even though they knew the information was fake, in order to launch an all-out investigation on Trump and all of his associates, and to undermine his presidential uh, you know, presidential career, and you know really destroy the fabric of America. So, uh, but no, you charge charge the guy for thirty-four counts for paying off a decade-old relationship. That in no way was illegal. I mean, it's just... I guess the term for it is anarcho-tyranny. We're going to go to this video now. I'm, I'm going to open up the phone lines first. If you want to call in, the number to dial is 1-877-789-2539. one 789 2539 I guess Tucker Carlson debuted the phrase anarcho-tyranny on his show last night. A phrase that we are uh, rather you know, prolific in using... It's just an appropriate phrase. It just exactly explains the situation that we increasingly find ourselves in. and I'll explain what I mean by it on the other side, but we want to go to whoever this girl is cat mamboo or something. Uh, but she's got like a million followers on Twitter and uh, is here to explain. we talked about this a little bit yesterday. When we talk about the left, it's just like in-your-face overt evil, just corruption, just on all cylinders firing, just there's no explanation needed. It's just like they are chopping children's genitals off. Like it's just in-your-face, right? It's just like beyond description. You don't even need a description. We don't even have to say anything. I can just show you clips and just like point. This whole show could be me just like, oh, what? (laughs) You don't need to explain anything. Uh, The left doesn't have that – doesn't have that ability because the people that they're against are generally decent good respectable people so their tactic is instead to decode what's being said to ignore the substance of what is actually being said and instead like pick apart the the dog whistles that they hear and that nobody else is even aware of i'm I'm never even aware We'll, we'll show you the video and then and then we'll comment on it but uh here is this girl explaining to, explaining to everybody, enlightening everybody, educating everyone about, about why uh, criticizing the current state of utter destruction in this country uh, actually makes you racist. Let's watch.
4: Tucker Carlson debuted his newest, very scary phrase last night. And surprise, surprise, it was originally coined by a rabid white nationalist. The term is anarcho-tyranny, because if there's one thing anarchists love, it's tyranny. Tucker used this phrase to talk about the Trump indictment.
6: You get state sponsored anarchy accompanied by political tyranny.
4: You gotta love state sponsored anarchy. Without the state, you've just got sparkling chaos. Now Tucker is obviously counting on his viewers to not think about it too hard, but he's also hoping that the origins of the phrase work as a dog whistle for his far-right viewers. Because as dumb as the term anarcho-tyranny is, it originates from a prominent white nationalist writer named Sam Francis. He's been described as the philosopher king of the far-right, and he coined the term in 1994 with a very angry article titled Anarcho-tyranny USA. Wanna guess what got him all riled up? Seatbelt laws. I'm not kidding. The entire first page is him whining about seatbelt laws. And the article just spirals from there. Francis rants about crack houses and gun control. But the staying power was in that phrase at the top. Anarcho tyranny. I mean, it sounds scary, I'll give him that. Which is probably why D-list Republicans have used it as a hook for their tired columns for the last 30 years. The phrase has been applied to BLM protests, COVID restrictions, and now, of course, the Trump indictment. And Tucker will undoubtedly use this phrase again. It sounds way too menacing to leave it on the bench, and it's a perfect rallying cry for his far-right viewers. But wherever you hear the phrase anarcho-tyranny, just remember, Tucker and his disciples are using this term on purpose. They're merely trying to fill the shoes of the white nationalists who came before them.
2: Hilarious. Uh, Honestly hilarious. Of course, my my first response would be like, you know what's you know what some other words coined by white nationalists would be, things like "we the people" in order to form a more perfect union. But that's not the point. It's bad. It's bad because uh, a uh, a white national. You know, it it just reminds me of like it wasn't like the ADL. Somebody like the SPLC or ADL or something called me it was like a devotee, a a devoted adherent to the. uh, Protocols of the Elders of Zion. It's just like I've literally never even read. it. I've never even read it, but apparently I'm a I'm a devotee. Just like apparently Tucker Carlson is secretly signaling all of his white nationalist supporters to understand the history of how this word was used 40 years ago. I'm, not, I'm, I'm probably going to lose. I'm not, I've never read Sam Francis. I don't I don't know anything about Sam Francis. I've heard of him. I've I've I'm sure I've read something of his at some point, but. No idea. It's, it's obvious why this term is used. It's because it's accurate to what's going on in the world today. It's because it's an appropriate term to encapsulate everything we see going on, and it doesn't take any explanation. When I say anarcho-tyranny, you sort of get it automatically. It's just the meaning is there embedded within the word. It is anarchism and tyranny. Like, And I explain this all the time. One or the other would actually be fine, much better than where we are now, right? Anarchy, just no laws. It's just free for all, you know, do whatever you want. So if somebody breaks into your house, you shoot them and then you bury them in the backyard and there's no authorities there to, you know, uh, chastise you or or charge you with murder. It's just, it's done, you know, it's it's anarchy. (laughs) You do whatever the hell you want. I wanted to kill the guy shooting, uh, you know, coming in my room. So I buried him in the backyard and it's done. Tyranny would be that like there's a patrol. So anybody trying to break into your house, uh, gets picked up by the police and questioned and sent off to a work camp. And hey, at least my house doesn't get broken into. What we where we live now is somebody can break into your house, try to kill you, and if you kill them, you're the one that gets arrested. Or if somebody comes and you know kills your family, and you know you go to the authorities for some sort of justice, fifty percent of the time, over fifty percent of the time, they'll never find the guy. And even if they do, something like 60% of the time, they'll downgrade his charges to something like voluntary manslaughter, and he'll, you know, at the end of the day, get away with it. So it's tyranny supported by the state. It is Black Lives Matter, or the coronavirus lockdowns. It's things like, you know, when he says state-sponsored anarchy, do you know that Black Lives Matter in New York and Philadelphia have both received tens of millions of dollars paid to the rioters that destroyed those cities they decided to
5: not perp walking not put him in handcuffs not do a mug shot because they knew that that would help trump didn't they know this would backfire we were waiting for the mug shot we learned today they wouldn't have it so we've made our own and it says political prisoner with an image of president trump the shirt is being printed now in texas It'll be shipping out to you in one week. Political prisoner with Trump on the front there in a mugshot jail background. It's a fundraiser shirt. It says InfoWars.com on the back of the shirt. We also have Alex Jones for president. No, I'm not running for president. It's a really nice navy blue, high-quality shirt, red, white, and blue. Alex Jones for president. 2024, it's a fun conversational piece and a limited edition shirt. Great way to fund the operation. So get your Alex shows for president and Trump mugshot shirts at InfoWarsStore.com or by calling toll-free 888-253-3139. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today.
3: Putting the Hour of conversation into the caller's hands. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video.
2: So, again, this is the way that it works, folks. Republicans identify something that is a noticeable and objectionable trend in the modern world. You describe it in a way that absolutely everybody can understand. And the liberals, instead of contending with the idea and actually either arguing against it, explaining why it's wrong, etc., etc., they come up with some sort of occult, bizarre, arcane reason why it's actually secretly a dog whistle to racists. It's, It's weird. It's a weird tactic to take. Doesn't make a heck of a lot of sense. But it's more or less their only argumentation tactic at this point. And it doesn't matter whether it's Tucker Carlson or like Jordan Peterson. Like this is just what they do. It's, it's sort of the only thing that the left does to actually argue against any of these people and what they say. And it's interesting because I, I was thinking about this in the, in the sense that, you know, there are all these YouTube channels. that Like that's all they do and I see him pop up all the time, where it's like, when Jordan Peterson talks about responsibility, here's why that's secretly a dog whistle to why he wants slavery to come back. It's just like, okay. All right. So, in other words, you're not just building a straw man. You're building a straw man that looks completely different than the man that you're trying to destroy. It's not even like, here's the worst interpretation of what's going on. It's like, here's the this, here's this secret, secret interpretation of what it is. You know, he didn't say this, but I'm a mind reader, and I know what he's really saying. So apparently, apparently we're supposed to know about an article about seatbelts from 40 years ago, and that's that, Tucker Carlson is signaling us, us white nationalists. He's signaling us with his rhetoric because we're all up to date on the Intricate intricacies of 40 year old vocabulary words. It's anarcho tyranny. It makes sense. Everybody gets it. She's like, he's using it because it sounds scary. Are you scared of it? I'm sorry you're scared of this word, but it's just the way that the world is. It just describes what's happening. And I mean, she clearly just doesn't even understand what she's talking about because it is an innately contradictory phrase because it's an innately contradictory situation we find ourselves in where non-crimes are policed ruthlessly and brutal horrific violent crimes are treated like mental illness and are not charged people are let out on bail to go out and do it again it's an, it's appropriately contradictory because our laws are contradictory as they stand Do I need to explain it to her? Okay. All right, lady. Let me see if I can explain this to you. When Tucker Carlson is talking about state-sponsored anarchy, he's probably thinking about some of these stories. Philadelphia to pay 9.25 million dollars to George Floyd protesters. The protesters said they sustained emotional injuries by the response to police, to civil unrest after his murder in 2020. So the rioters that broke the law and attacked people and murdered people and burned buildings in Philadelphia are being paid $10 million just about by the city for that. Okay? That's called state-sponsored anarchy. See what we're seeing here? This is anarchy, and the people engaged in this are receiving payouts from the government to the tunes of twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 apiece. No, I'm not exaggerating. Yes, that is what's happening. Or there's this. New York will pay millions to protesters violently corralled by police. The police boxed in racial justice demonstrators in 2020 with anti with an anti-protest practice known as kettling. Then they hit them with batons and pepper spray. Hundreds of these protesters will receive $21,500 each. So the anarchy aspect of this is the anarchical behavior of the rioters destroying things and getting in fights with the police. The tyranny aspect is that the government then comes and takes your tax dollars to give to those anarchists and those rioters and those lawless savages. So, is this confusing to you? Do you think that's the only time it's happened? Denver pays $1.6 million to settle six more lawsuits brought by protesters injured by police in 2020. This is on top of millions of more dollars you know, paid out by Denver. The city's paid $3.832 million to settle lawsuits regarding Denver Police's action against protesters during the 2020 demonstrations. So that's, I guess, what he would probably mean by state-sponsored anarchy. This, again, is not really, uh, you know, the end of it. At the same time that the Austin Police had been defunded to such a degree that there was a massive spike in crimes across the board, but specifically violent crimes, so much so that they actually had to stop responding to non-emergency calls, which includes things like people breaking into your house if they're unarmed. So if you call them and say, "Hey, somebody just broke into my house and stole my TV, kicked my cat, and left," and they'll go, "Oh, they left. Well, we're not coming then. You know, you can come to us and, and file a report." So at the same time that they were defunding the police and allowing anarchy to reign, not even responding to calls if they weren't life-threatening emergencies. What else were they doing? They were spending millions of dollars to install an automated license plate reader program. This is September 2022. City Council approved a revival of police department program to use license plate scanners on police cruisers and fixed points throughout the city, and a one-year pilot program to reinstate the readers which passively scan license plate in the hopes of assisting police in tracking down stolen vehicles, missing children, for people who have felony warrants, the approval in an 8-3 to three vote capped off weeks of negotiation over the program, which opponents argued presents privacy issues. So at the same time that they are allowing anarchy to reign by not even responding to emergency calls and leaving the people of the city to defend themselves in the case of the rampant violence that came about because they defunded the police, at the very same time, they're spending millions of dollars to increase their ability to you know, charge people for speeding or for, you know, parking violations. See, so there's anarchy. The violent criminals aren't punished. And there's anarchy everywhere. And then there's tyranny where people's regular lives are continually disrupted by arbitrary and petty laws for crimes that don't actually affect anybody. So... Is this not clear to you? Are you confused by this? See, it's, it's a defense mechanism, I think, from the Democrats because they've got to do something. They've got to do something when the right wing you know, comes up with a term or you know, points out an issue that is compelling and convincing and illustrates what's really going on and exposes people to the reality of the just madness that the Democrats are carrying out and inflicting suffering on regular people's lives. Like they, they don't want people to know that, but they can't say it's not anarcho-tyranny. They can't just come out and go, no, it's it's this is good. This is good. The tyranny's good. The anarchism's good. This is what we're in favor of. So they can't actually confront the issues as they stand and the words as what they obviously and innately mean – So instead, they have to explain why, if you use that word, you're actually a uh, racist from the 1980s. It's wild. It's just absolutely wild. It makes no damn sense. That's what it is. We'll go to your phone calls in the next segment. we got Sean in California, Jim in Montana, Jack in Wisconsin. We'll go to all of you. Uh, We'll go to Simon in Florida at the beginning of the next hour so we can spend a little bit of time with him getting the lowdown on what's going on. In the international front, including massive clashes in Palestine and Israel yesterday over Al-Aqsa Mosque, the future location of uh, the Third Temple. I'm going to show you some videos from that as well. Talk a little bit about how that's being covered or not covered in the mainstream media. That's just uh, scratching the surface, folks. A lot more to get into in today's program. Don't go anywhere. I'm a humble person, and I want
5: to say that I'm just a man. But I'm not just a man. Just like you. No matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe, who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you, and that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because... You're a bad person because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer, but I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you to always remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. They decided to not perp walking, not put him in handcuffs, not do a mugshot they knew that that would help trump didn't they know this would backfire we were waiting for the mug shot we learned today they wouldn't have it so we've made our own and it says political prisoner with an image of president trump the shirt is being printed now in texas It'll be shipping out to you in one week. Political prisoner with Trump on the front there in a mugshot jail background. It's a fundraiser shirt. It says InfoWars.com on the back of the shirt. We also have Alex Jones for president. No, I'm not running for president. It's a really nice navy blue, high-quality shirt, red, white, and blue. Alex Jones for president. 2024, it's a fun conversational piece and a limited edition shirt. Great way to fund the operation. So get your... Alex shows for President and Trump mugshot shirts at InfoWarsStore.com or by calling toll-free 888-253-3139. You're
3: listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
2: to read Sam Francis. Maybe, may, thank you Cat Boo Boo or whatever your name is. I've learned somebody I need to read now. A great thinker apparently who came up with the term anarcho-tyranny. I mean it's it's rare that you get such concise and accurate phrase that in, in two words you know just encapsulates so much of what we're seeing and I'm, I'm just stuck on this idea of anarcho-tyranny because it's just such a good phrase it's just so accurate to everything that we're dealing with I mean even on just a, a, a macro scale you know you can just compare 2020 when you've got billions of dollars in damages and dozens of people killed during these riots and just complete anarchy obviously and when Donald Trump is like I'm going to send federal agents to protect federal buildings people are like Tyron you Tyran, how dare you just like demanding anarchy celebrating the anarchy encouraging it paying for the people to to get out of prison people not even getting arrested for attacking the cops or or burning down buildings even if they do they get let out without so much as a slap on the wrist so just full-on anarchy you know versus so violent actually you know violent attacks and riots on private property nothing happens it's encouraged the people are actually then A year or two later, paid tens of thousands of dollars by the state for their activities during those riots. But if Trump supporters, you know, take a selfie in the Capitol Rotunda without express permission, then they'll spend two years in a cell waiting for, you know, a conviction that could send them away for the next several decades. Right. So anarcho tyranny again, it's worse than no law at all worse than no law at all is the arbitrary particular use of law you know depending on you know who it is that does it and whether you want to and again across the across the country you've got this example over and over where it's people or it's uh, police departments being defunded crime rates skyrocketing bail reform and reimagining justice allowing criminals out on the street to commit horrific you know life-altering violence against innocent people while at the same time investing heavily in surveillance of non-criminal people to track them in their everyday lives you know sort of like the great reset sort of the you know you will own nothing and be happy kind of style of of living where their actions will be unquestionable right they'll be protected by guards they'll be flying private jets around and surrounded by armed guards. But, you know, regular non-rich people, non-wealthy connected internationalists will have their, like like Jeffrey Epstein, like Jeffrey Epstein and his whole cabal uh, will be completely covered. The, the horrific and, and unspeakable crimes they've committed will not even be investigated, but your meat consumption will be regulated. You know, whether you leave the fan on at night will be tracked and held against you. So again, your, your regular everyday activity will be hyper scrutinized. The actual criminals will go unmolested and allowed to carry out their activities. Here's just another couple of examples of, you know, what this looks like. And these are just off the top of my head. There's more that I, I can't quite remember, but we've covered them over the last few days and, and more over the last several months. There was that uh, New York City parking garage worker who was attacked, shot twice. He wrestled the gun away from his attacker, shot the man who'd shot him, and then he got cuffed to the hospital bed and is potentially being charged with murder. So the, the anarchism part of the anarcho is that the criminal, who probably has a rap sheet 40 miles long, is allowed to be out and commit violence. The tyranny aspect is if you fight back, you'll be the one who pays the price. There's the Arizona rancher charged with killing illegal uh, migrant, pleading not guilty. So, the anarchism aspect of this is there is no border. Anybody can cross whenever and wherever they want. They can trespass on your land, you can't do anything about it. And if they aim a gun at you and you shoot back at them, you'll be the one arrested and the state will swoop in and with ruthless efficiency, punish you for daring to defend yourself. Anarcho tyranny. I know, it's, it's very simple. It's very, very simple, in fact. You want some more examples? Hamilton Heights bodega worker charged with murder after stabbing man who attacked him with a knife. Bodega worker sitting behind the counter doing his job. Somebody comes in, attacks him with a knife. Bodega worker defends himself, wrestles the knife away, stabs his attacker, and now he's the one being charged with murder because the person who had attacked him had probably, you know, spent some time in and out of jail. But you know, can't we can't you know punish criminals? <laughs> we have to fill both aspects of anarcho tyranny: allow the criminals to thrive, punish the people who defend themselves. This story was given to us by a caller. This is his family member. Man, 55, brutally beaten outside New York Deli, dies of injuries. 55-year-old man who was knocked unconscious during a brutal mugging outside of a Brooklyn Deli died of his injuries this week, according to police sources and his grieving family. John Sarkees was standing outside of Dean Mini Market on 13th Avenue near 73rd Street in Dyker Heights around 745. Wednesday, when a man punched him from behind, causing him to fall to the ground and hit his head, authorities and sources said. The assailant then continued kicking Sarkees kicking him in the head before robbing him, police said. The suspect ran off south on 13th Avenue. Uh, John, who suffered serious injuries, was rushed to NYU Hospital, where his prognosis was extremely grim. He was taken off life support Monday. Again, this is a family member of one of our listeners. Utterly devastating. Nowhere in the story does it talk about the investigation or finding this guy or you know, stopping him from doing it again. Just, you know, I guess you just have to deal with it. You just have to deal with it, but just don't attack the guy. I mean, you know, they're not going to go find him. They're not going to ever find this guy. They're not going to ever discover the murderer who brutally beat a man to death on the streets of New York. See, it's fully anarchy out there. It's just, he's just gone now. He's just an anonymous criminal out there. You know, probably going to do it again and doesn't have to pay a price and the family has to... Live not knowing who this person was and knowing that if they pursue justice, if they carry out their own investigation and carry out their own form of punishment, then they will be, of course, ruthlessly persecuted by the Justice Department, right? If Mr. Sarkees had defended himself and fought back and killed the man who killed him, well, then he certainly would be punished for that because he's probably a decent citizen he probably would have sat there and waited around for the police to come to tell him the story this guy attacked me and i defended myself and they would have said well we know that but we're in anarcho tyranny now so hands behind your back you're being arrested criminals get away with it the regular people don't that's anarcho tyranny let's go to the calls now sean in california you've got a solution for us john I'm excited to hear it go ahead john
7: harrison Well, Harrison, if you can hear me loud and clear, I have a question. Do you want two minutes, five minutes, or ten minutes? Two minutes. I got a whole whole laundry list.
2: We got two minutes left in a second.
7: So I'll make it fast. Uh, People got to know what is written and what our definitions of things are. So we'll revisit your anarcho tyranny uh, later. Uh, We got to ask does the phrase, a nation of laws or a nation of men, apply to what we're seeing with the president? Other phrase, we the people or we the president? Folks got to realize they have to do the things, can't rely on one man to save this country. And a lot of people have been getting complacent. Look at Laura Loomer and Alex Stein. They get in the face of these bad actors and they confront them. James O'Keefe has given out cameras for O'Keefe Media Group, and he got some wonderful footage yesterday as well of the news reporters. And then an example for myself, I had a county general general assembly meeting because we're studying on the grand juries that are common law. And During a break in the meeting, I go out of the room to the uh, floor of the restaurant we reserved. I'm getting a refill of a drink. And a gentleman, he got a 45 on his hat and USA and it's camouflaged. He sees my Alex Jones was right t-shirt. We struck it up, hit it off. I give him cards to invite him to a later grand jury meeting. And the kicker is I go home later after that meeting. Some neighbors have family visiting. I meet one of their friends in that uh, group that's visiting. And the guy used to work with Irwin Schiff out of L.A., who's a pretty well-known person. Now, I'm going to give you guys a quick tool and a tip to make it fast so you guys can't sit and play video games and say you're afraid to gather. Whenever you have a private meeting of patriots, look up something I learned from national-assembly.net called the Bivens Decision, B-I-V-E-N-S, Bivens Decision. Robert Barnes even worked a case involving that. Utilize the Bivens Decision effectively. No feds, no plants, nothing can testify against it, which means you're in the clear. There's no more reason to say you're afraid of gathering in groups and getting together and getting your community organized. We got a county in Shasta County, California, kicked out the Dominion Machines. There's a county in Texas kicked out CPS. The people locally have to do. Do is not just a noun. It is a verb. That's it, Harrison.
2: Man, uh, yeah, fantastic stuff as always, Sean. And, you know, I'd love to – we just need to report on this stuff because this stuff is happening quite a bit. But, you know, if we don't know about it, like we got to tell people about it so they can do it in their own communities. That's the way to do it.
5: Our funding problems will be over. Please take action now.